Welcome to Yes Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll talk about how classifying ourselves as workers is dangerous to society and marginalized people. We will also talk about the climate in and out of the club and all of the amazing things that sex workers do and everything else in between. This is Daisy Ducati with Yes a Stripper Podcast. So in today's episode of Yes, a Stripper podcast, I speak with Agatha Delicious, who is one of my favorite adult performers, and she's kind of a jack of all trades. She produces and stars in niche fetish content. She has been a dancer for quite a while, Um, and we discuss what it's like to dance in Vegas and how that's different from dancing in places like San Francisco and Oregon and how to hustle in the different places. Also, we get into what it's like to create niche fetish content and to cultivate a certain following for really specific fetishes and how much work is involved with creating custom content. And I'm just, I'm really excited about this conversation with Agatha. I think, I hope, I hope you guys adore Agatha as much as I do, because she's definitely one of my favorites and a great person to travel with as well. We just recently came back from Sturgis and we get into a little bit of discussion about how that went. (laughs) It was it was interesting. Um, so tune in and enjoy this conversation with Agatha Delicious. We are here today with Agatha Delicious. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you. And first of all, what are your pronouns, Agatha? I am she, her. Cool. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I have had so much fun hanging out with you lately, and we just got back from a really interesting trip to Sturgis. <laughs> can we talk um, about that? Like, can yeah, we, talk we can about totally. That? We can go there. I love that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really interesting trip to Sturgis, and um, I have realized in my life that I can't travel with everyone. <laughs> so it was really nice having um, having you there as someone that I can travel with. Likewise, and- likewise. You were you kind of like, you were one of the people that made it like, live up, like where I didn't want to kill myself. <laughs> so thank you for that. It was just a very negative, yeah. lot of negativity. So, so let, I mean, maybe we should just go right into talking about why Sturgis was interesting for us. Yeah, it was just a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what, like, go for it. Yeah, we can talk about it. I'll talk about it if you want. I'll be honest, like, it just was a lot of, like, there was, you know, people creating drama that didn't need to be creating, like, there was just drama being, there's drama going on that it wasn't, it wasn't anyone else's, like, it wasn't fair to everybody else. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. why was everyone getting sucked into this? And some people were yeah. trying to, you know, just do their thing. And other people were trying to make drama. And, um, and it just wasn't fair to everybody. There was that. Um, I mean, like, you know, like it was a very low budget for, tra- for travel expenses. We had to pay for our own food. 
which whatever, you know, but it's like all the little things just kept adding up and, um, and it was just, and and there were a lot of people, a lot of, and I don't want to speak for other people, but a lot of other people were having their own issues with each other. And then it was just like, just all the negativity was just, you know, it was just a lot. And it was a lot of people to a room and just, you know, and then I know that I wasn't one of the people in the van, but you were, and that sounds abusive. The van was not cool. So for those listening uh, for this event, the event coordinator producer had gave us the option to either fly out or to ride from Vegas in a van, which most of us were more under the impression that it would be like a party bus or like a camper van type situation. (laughs) And because it was it was a two day drive. And it was not, it was like a church van. (laughs) And apparently we were in a hurry to get there, which we were not told in advance. And so stops were limited and we had to like beg for stops to the bathroom and stops for eating. (laughs) It was, it was really like not the jam. And I definitely regretted the van choice. Um, But we got there and we did make the best of it. And again, not everybody is a good travel buddy. (laughs) There were a lot of not great travel buddies involved in this project and we made it through power of friendship. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There were, I mean, you know, there were just some, there were some things going on that were just, you know, just not making it better. But then there were, but then for the most, like, like the girls for the most part were cool. Like the fights weren't good. Like everything was cool, but like, it was just the logistics were just kind of just the way like the transportation to and from the, it was like an hour drive back and forth from the thing. Like I get motion sickness. So for me, that was, so I've decided like, I have no problem with the fights. I have no problem doing the show. I think the show itself is really cool. The LFC show and everything. I I don't have a problem, but I'm not going to travel for it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to travel. For it. I'm just not going to travel for it unless, like, I'm booking it myself. I'm not, unless I'm ever like set enough to say, you know what, I just want to do this for fun. I'm going to pay for all my own expenses, whatever. You know, then yeah, sure, because yeah. it's fun. To, the fights are fun. Like the girls are cool. Like we have a good time. Like it's yeah, not the event you know, is amazing. Yeah, like you and I had a great fight. You know, and like I had a great fight with the other girls I was with. But it's like all the other shit. It's like I like to be. I don't know about you, but I like being in control of my traveling. I like to control where I'm staying. I like privacy. I like being, you know, okay, this place is an out. I don't want to drive an hour every day to get to this thing. Cause I get sick unless I'm driving. I want to rent my own car. Like one girl, like Bella Inc had her own car, which I think was great because she could really control her. You know, that could, was so smart. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had done that. I wish I had just rented a car and been like, you know what, Sean, like here, don't, don't have me in a hotel. I'll keep the money. And then just, I just stay in the car like sleep in the car. I would have rather slept in a car, honestly. Cause like, I can't sleep when there's people, which is no one's fault. It's just, I'm, I'm very like particular, you know, like I'm a grown woman. There were like a lot of us, there were a lot of us in that hotel room. <laughs> yeah. And we're not fucking 18 years old. Like, I don't want to be in a dorm with like, I'm, we're not in a sorority. We're a grown women. Like we paid our dues. Like we, we pay our, we, we pay a lot of money to live on our own and like live our own life. And like, I don't want to fucking stay in a dorm with people. I just don't. It's not fun to me. Yeah. And even though I love everybody, it's not, it's just that like, you know, we, we want like quiet when we try to sleep and, you know, everybody's, you know, that's just, that's, that's nobody's fault. It's just, 
that's just how it is. So, you know what I mean? It was just like, (laughs) the event itself, really fun. Honestly, like, as far as like the event part and the show we put on, I think that's really, that comes out looking cool and like, you know, we do a good job, but it's because we all put our effort into it, you know? So I'm glad I was matched with girls that give a shit. Thank you. Some, I know there's some people that just don't train and don't give a fuck, you know, but, but then the ones that do training too. Yeah. It was really, that part was great. Yeah. Yeah. We were lucky to have like good trainers. Like, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, it was just whatever. I I, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be too much of an asshole. Like I know that people tried their best, but I think the last thing I'm going to say is I feel like if, if I was running an event and I was on a very limited budget, I just wouldn't travel everybody around. I'd be like, you know what? Let's just shoot this at home because you know, we just don't have the money and that's okay. Or just say, Hey, like, you know, we can do one day or so. I don't know. Just figure out a way to like, so that people aren't like being tortured. Exactly. And so you are a content producer and you do produce your own content. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, uh, well, I produce a lot of content, so a lot of different kinds of content, but, um, I'd say I've been running Delish Media, which is like cannibal and boar fetish stuff. I've been running that for about, God, like maybe six, seven years now. Like it's been a while. I started a while back. Uh, so I started out more of like a content creator. I was always like dancing. And then I kind of yeah. like shoots here and there. And I kind of saw what producers were doing. And I was like, I kind of want to have a little side thing in case some bullshit happens with stripping. You never know. Look, COVID happened. So, you know, um, so I would like, so I, I would kind of, you know, I get hired for like a foot tickling thing or something. And then I'd be like, I ask the producer, like, well, wait, what's your site? What's your business? And they'd say, Oh, I just run a clips for sale. So I was like, Oh, okay. You don't have to really put anything towards it to start it. You just need to have 10 clips. It's free basically, you know? So I started yeah. on there and then I would like, I was like, okay, I'm making money. I can pay people, you know? So I just, that, it kind of took off from there. Did that mainly did that and danced then got more and more into performing, which I enjoy all different. There's a lot of different aspects of fetish performing and adult performing. I enjoy. And then Mm -hmm. COVID hit and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm doing fully. (laughs) So, you know, I also do like produce clips for myself. Like, so there's like the cannibal war stuff, which I'm behind the camera. And then for my own stuff, I do wrestling foot jobs, foot fetish, you know, just, just like kind of niche fetish stuff, belly button, like, you know, all kinds of stuff, boy, girl, 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 whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Hell yeah. Kind of like you, you're the same way. Like you make your own, you produce your own content. You, you know, you do, you do amazing stuff. So you have an amazing following and you're just amazing. <laughs> in general. You're an amazing wrestler. Like you're fun to wrestle. Cause you're really good. And like, just, yeah. So and you have a really cool house. <laughs> so <laughs> I love your house. <laughs> and, but yeah. You've got to do some shooting here soon. I'm excited about that. We we're talking about doing really exciting things with my hearse. I won't give away any details, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for that too. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like? Do you mind talking about uh, the general area where you dance? Oh, sure. Um, I dance at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club. Um, and I actually haven't been in it in a while because I've been mainly producing and shooting and performing. Um, but, yeah. um, but as far as like working, there it is a great club to work 
It's very lucrative. There's a lot of, it brings in people with money. They, they've marketed towards like the, the marketing team that it's privately owned and the family that owns it have like a really good marketing team. And they just know how to, they've, they've been the one club that's really stayed in business. Like you've seen other clubs yeah. come and go in Vegas. Sapphire has just stayed in business. Like they know how to market. They know how to bring in money. They have, they make it so that you can earn good money there. Like, you know, there's just a high standard of like what customers have to pay, which is nice. Um, and it's huge. So, you know, I, I enjoyed working there. I just, with when COVID hit, it changed the hours around and I like to come in early. So not like a late night person. So going in late was torture for me. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I just want to go to sleep. So, you know. Day shift is fun, man. I I am down with day shift. <laughs> awesome. You get all the convention guys that are like, you know, yeah. they just want to go to bed early. They're not crazy. They're like nice, chill guys. Yeah. Like they want to have a conversation, you know, and mm-hmm. that's my speed. I like just chilling out and like, you know, having fun with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I danced at Sapphire for about a week. I was just visiting Vegas at the time. Mm-hmm. And like the club was really cool. It's a beautiful space and like it's huge and it's always packed. But I did not have much luck there. Like, I don't know if I'm just a different style, <laughs> but like for some reason, I just could not pull money at Sapphire. And I find that odd because like you're, well, you're gorgeous, but also you have a great personality and you know how to talk to people. So I'm just surprised. But you know, one thing I did learn about working there and I watched people you do have to be like extremely aggressive and like if you're like because girls will just grab guys like right when they walk in so I learned to like like stand up there and grab I would chase down guys because at first I was like embarrassed to do that but like everybody would do that so I was like well the only way to make money is to like chase the guys down and then like try to get them in the back as fast as I can you know and like show them a tour of the place yeah they were they're very they're I mean I never had like I never had a problem with a, I never had like a real issue with a girl like that was serious, but um, there's been some tension before when people try to like, you know, you know how it is. Like sometimes you have a hustle going on and someone tries to come into it without asking because they see that you're, you're somebody that's, or whatever. You're like, you, you know, you're with the guy and like someone try whatever, like stuff like that, that I would never do to someone like that was yeah that was one thing that I noticed about dancing in Vegas like I've danced at a few different places in Vegas and like compared to everywhere else that I've danced it just was so intensely cutthroat like the girls are about their money and that's all they're there for they're not there to make friends they're not there to waste time and they will snatch a guy at the door and drag him to the champagne room and like I think I think that was maybe the biggest thing that I had an issue with because it's just not my style at all. Like I'm very friendly and bubbly and like, uh, it was interesting to like witness that in action. Yeah. It's and like and just like a couple of girls. It was, everybody was like that. Yeah. And like, I've noticed one thing I learned there is if you're not fast, someone else will grab the guy and then they'll take them to the back and they'll just milk him for all his money. They'll keep him back there. So I learned to be really quick. Like if a guy came in, like I remember one time I had a friend who I brought in to work there, like nice girl and everything. She was new to it. So she would sit and like drink with the guys. And like in in Vegas, you can't really do that and make money because it's like, they'll just, they'll, they'll sit there and drink with you. And then they'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to go. Bye. 
or, you know, yeah. or they'll like, I'm good. Cause like they, now they've gotten comfortable. So they're like, I'm good. Then the next girl will come take them to the back after you've spent an hour sitting there. So I had a girl and, you know, she kept, you know, she would, she wanted to like hang out and talk and, you know, it was very hard to like, cause she's my friend. So like we'd sit there and we'd chat and stuff. But then I saw a guy come in and she had turned around for a second and I jumped up and grabbed the guy and we went and did an hour. And I came back out and she was like, where did you go? You just disappeared. I was like, I can't sit and talk to you all day. Like you have to be quick. Yeah. You can't just sit here. I got money you to make. <laughs> you can't give it all away up for $20 on the floor. You can't just be like, all right, I'm going to, you know, just, you know, it was just getting you. It's not that you were not, I'm saying, I'm not saying you're like that. I'm just saying like people that, you know, sometimes people that are like not used to how it works. Like they, it's just so fast. Like it's. Yeah. It's crazy. I guess like. So I I started dancing in San Francisco and like the hustle's a little more relaxed there. Like there's still a hustle involved, but it's a little more relaxed and a little bit slower. And like money can be made just sitting and talking without even going to the champagne room. And like, I would often make hundreds and hundreds of dollars just sitting at the bar. That's awesome. And so like coming from that to Vegas, whereas I also did a week in Portland a few years ago. Oh, what was that? And it was the exact opposite of Vegas. It was like nobody had any hustle and everybody was just hanging out and somehow people still made money. And I did not (laughs) understand that at all. That's awesome. (laughs) Wow. And it was, it was great because I did great in Portland because I hustled a little bit harder than everyone else, but like it was such a laid back, like relaxed environment. It was super comfortable just to dance in nice yeah Yeah, i I highly recommend if you ever decide to take like a stripper trip definitely check out portland because it's it's a fun town to dance in okay i'll have to keep that in mind because i've always i've only been to i've only danced in california and here and that's it because i've always been kind of like well i'm comfortable here you know and then like in san francisco where i was at the same places as you i think we were at similar like we were on the same street I could not make money yeah. there to make any money there. I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> For whatever reason, I just. San Francisco, like it was, it's a strange town for hustling because the, I feel like from my experience of dancing there, the demographic of who will spend money is not usually what you expect. Like you see the clean cut tech guys and they're often the time wasters in San Francisco. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah the guy in like dirty work clothes that looks like a construction worker maybe or there there were weed farmers that would come in with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash in their pocket because they just sold weed to the dispensaries or the fishermen that were just getting off the boat and hadn't seen a woman in months yes like those were the guys those were the the, guys guys. yeah the rich guys in san francisco are assholes like they're weird and they're assholes. And like, they were, I know exactly what you mean. Cause they would come in and they would be like the rudest, just, they would say horrible yeah. things and not spend money. That's all they, that's it. Or they grab you. And like, there was a certain demographic of dudes in San Francisco that felt like they had a fetish for humiliating strippers. Like they would come in just to talk shit and yep. not actually dance. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I think when you're dealing with, cause that happens everywhere. Cause that would happen where I work too here, like at Sapphire would happen. Every once in a while you get those kind of guys and it's like the guys that come in because like they they're you know resentful and they're like they they don't put two and two together the fact like well they chose to go to the strip club. So they're they're coming into our shit. So it's like 
sorry. Like if you don't like strippers, don't, if you, if you want to get mad that we're like making money doing this, maybe go hang out at a church or go hang out at a library. I don't know. Go somewhere where we'll meet women that are like right. doing different jobs. Like, why are you coming in here and telling us we're bad? I'm not going to your shit and telling you you're bad. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> go away. Just go away. If you don't like me, fine. Go away. Like that's we're not it. showing you up know? at a baseball game talking about how much we hate baseball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not into baseball and I'm not going to a baseball game and I'm not going to, and when someone, if I have a friend who's like all excited about a sport or whatever, I'm not going to be all, Oh, that's stupid. I don't care. I'll listen and be like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, and I don't, or you just don't go. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I don't go to like those kind of things. Cause like I, I'll be bored. Like I just, you know, but like, Another thing too, is like insulting our work. Like I can't tell you how many times, like right now I have an amazing guy, so I'm happy. But in the past, like I've been on dates as a stripper. I go on dates with like civilian guys. I always call like non-sexual workers civilians. Like, so, and they, and the first thing they do is insult your job. They're like, I don't go to strip clubs. Oh, I don't know why guys do that. And it's like, you're insulting my job. Like this is a job. It's a sales job. Okay. Whatever. If you're not into it, like, just don't, I'm not insulting what you do. So why are you insulting me? You know, so that that brings up a really interesting point. Like a lot of people think that it's okay to talk down about the consumers of sex work. Mm -hmm. And they think that because they're not saying that the actual sex workers are bad, but they're saying that there's something inherently wrong with consumers of sex work. They think that somehow can slide and it's, it's not cool. Like, Mm-hmm. The consumers of sex work are normal people with normal needs and we're yes. helping them meet those. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I have a certain kink. I want to play it out or whatever. And I want to pay a professional to help me with that. Who can really, you know, instead of going and trying to convince people who aren't into it, who are not professional and they, you know, and going through all this bullshit, I'd rather just go to someone who can really help me like a therapist. It's almost like, ther- it's like therapy. It is therapy. And, you know, and yeah. as, fetish, you know, workers, we understand it and we don't judge. I don't judge anybody's fetish. Even some of the fetishes that I would consider like, you know, if they were played out, it could harm, you know, but of course this is fantasy. So, but it's like, Hey, that's, they can't help it. They have their king. And if they're not hurting anybody and they're just role-playing it, who cares what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So it's and if they find a know. safe and consensual way to work out that kink and enjoy themselves, then why should anyone stop them? You exactly. Know? Exactly. So that's why, you know, it's, I, you know, yeah. And there's no reason to put, I mean, there's all kinds of guys that are consumers of whether they're buying videos, buying time, whatever, all kinds of guys, you know, all ages, all types, all different levels of success. And who cares? It's, you know, like I might go to Disneyland or something like, you know, and that's fun. And like, I'm paying to have a good time. Like what, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, and so people that I think get really down on anyone who's like, is in that industry working or, or like, you know, a consumer of it, I think it's because they're judging because they're insecure. You know what I mean? Like they're so insecure thinking about themselves wanting to do it, that they're going to judge everyone else. Whereas they, who cares? You know, mm-hmm. I respect my, like my customers, all the guys that like buy customs, the guys that pay for my only fans, the guys that, you know, people that see me, whatever. I have so much respect for those guys. Like, cause they are the ones that I don't, cause I don't take disrespectful guys. Like I won't, if someone's rude to me, I'll, I'm not going to put up with them, but like, yeah. these are the most respectful, like awesome people. And I, I appreciate them, 
you know, and I think maybe the guys that don't know how it works, they don't understand it. They think that we look down on consumers and we don't. And the ones that do are not professional and they're not, if they don't, they shouldn't be doing this, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. People that rob customers, like, you know, just, it, it's so, started. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it makes me mad. It's like, you're making us all look bad. Like these kind of girls that will rob a customer, like, you know, give, drug them, take all their shit. But it's, I hate that. It, to me, it's like, you are, you are a service provider. You should be professional, be on time, be professional, be, have customer service, you know. Now, if the guy is rude and shitty, tear him a new asshole. I don't care. But, you know, yeah. there's no reason to treat, <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? It's like if someone's, you know, rude, yeah. that's different. But, yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely have more respect for someone that knows themselves and respects themselves enough to seek out the things that they need or desire and to seek it out in a safe and consensual way versus someone who represses their needs and hides from it. And like, I think it's important to explore your own interests, you know, like and get out there and do it and have some fun. I agree. I think that's definitely the key. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. And also like, I know from my experience, I've had a lot of people come to me after the fact of either spending time with me in the champagne room or ordering customs or seeing my content online somewhere. And I've had so many people write me messages or tell me that like, I've helped them in some way or helped them learn about themselves or helped their relationship. And like that for me is one of the best parts of the job. And I'm sure you've had experiences like that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. When people are appreciative and, you know, and you know, you're helping them and you've made their day, you've, you know, made their lives better. It's a great feeling, you know? And yeah, for sure. And I, that's why I don't look down on people like that that are, and when they're respectful, like no matter what it is, whether they're a sub or whether they like to tie people up, whatever they like to do, as long as they're respectful about it and safe and they're, you know, and they're willing to pay fair rates and they're not trying to be cheap and they're not trying to be gross or, you know, you know sneaky or any of this shit, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, that's all I ask for. Thank you for having me, so- by the way. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is I love talking to you. <laughs> oh, I love talking to you too. You're awesome. You're like my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite performers to work with. So yeah, you're one of my favorites too. <laughs> and I love, I love shooting for your site so much. <laughs> Thank you. so you're so awesome. Much. Yeah, like you're really good. At, you're well. You're a great actress, but like also, yeah, like you, you're able to really go into the roles really well and you've done some really awesome stuff for me and I definitely want to shoot you again in the future. So, and like, and, and, and your house has a lot of potential for like, like a scary story. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Let's do it. Let's get spooky. <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah, I, I have some plan. I'm like conjuring up ideas because there's definitely some good um, fetish stuff that can be shot there and, you know, and I'd love yeah. to have you in it actually. So yay, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> good. It would be it would be it's cool. Such to, a nice... I'm hoping to to shoot something that can be like for Halloween, you know what I mean? Like if possible. Mm-hmm. But it might be, I mean, I know we're all busy, you know, so but hopefully yeah. But we'll, we'll yeah, like we'll definitely talk about let's that do it. for sure. 
<laughs> we should. should. And it's such a it's such a nice break from like I feel like the average porn is so it's so simple sometimes when you boil it down it's like there's sex or there's like some small fetish like feet and it's just the same thing over and over and it can feel really repetitive whereas when I shoot for your vor content like it's so fantasy involved and just so creative and like the storylines just get so interesting to me <laughs> I love well, it and the special effects I remember last time I shot for you, you put me in a giant oven. Like yeah, turkey. Yeah. That's where everyone ends up in the oven at some point. Yeah. Or they end up in the spit cage. Um, it's, yeah. There's always, you know, with that, with that fetish, there's always a, a lot of story involved because it's very like um, mm-hmm. situational. So it's like, you know, there's always, and there's always like a power play going on. So there's a lot yeah. of story. People, people like to have story with that. More so than like yeah. necessarily a extremely sexual act or anything, you know. So I mean, I've even had guys that like, you know, they don't even care if there's like insertion or anything. They just want to see. They really want to see like the the reaction or the the you know banter between the top and bottom, you know. So yeah, and like I also I love how much effort you put into the scene design and the set design. Like you. there's you. And you make so many cool props and you do it all by hand. Like I'm thoroughly impressed with how much work goes into your content. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh man. I, I hope our listeners go out and check out your site. Cause like, it's, it's fun stuff. It's some fun stuff. It's spooky, but it's fun. <laughs> well, if, I mean, if they're into weird stuff, like, you know, I mean, you know, even, I mean, obviously, unless someone has the fetish, they're probably gonna be like, what the fuck? But I mean, there's hot girls being oiled up. So, you know, yeah, yeah, like, you know, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, they're being like, there's like a bad guy and a good guy. and The good guy is bad girl and a good girl. And the good girl is being, um, you know, she's being taken advantage of to become dinner for the, you know, the bad character, either that she's being tricked or you know, coerced yeah. or whatever. And, um, or sometimes just like knocked out, you know, or whatever, like, but it's fake obviously. And then like, she's in the pan tied up and she's being like basted, you know, and then gagged with an apple and this very like damsel in distress, like bondage scenario, but with like a vor element. So, you know, mm-hmm. the bad guy, the bad person will be like a witch or a troll or, a, or just a plain old cannibal <laughs> or whatever, you know, like just <laughs> different kinds of, scary type you know scary like but it's like a cartoon it's like scooby-doo actually I love it <laughs> it's it is like scooby-doo <laughs> it's it's so much fun it's so much fun and you you make it so beautiful like with all of your set design and the way you the way you do everything it just comes out really cool <laughs> thank you thank you as a matter of fact i just recently found out that you are also an artist do you want to talk oh. about that? Oh, Can yeah. Tell us right. about your art. Um, I, you know, I am, but like, it's, I don't do it enough. I haven't been doing it enough. And like, I've done in the past, I, I love painting, drawing, traditional art like that. And I've been all over the board with it from like doing fetishy stuff to fantasy 
or just portrait, whatever, you know? Um, and uh, it's something that it's a really satisfying outlet, but it's very time consuming and I could be in the right like headspace in the right time and place. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to get back into it once you've been doing like a bunch of other stuff. So I eventually one day I want to get back into it, but you know, it's just, and yeah, I need to get there eventually. <laughs> so you definitely have a talent for it. I've seen your art and it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you have, you have such a creative mind for like fantasy scenarios and it, that shows in your art as well. Thanks. It's something, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way, but like, cause you're creative and you like art and you, you know, you like to make interesting content and stuff. So like one thing I, I really want to do is like make some like really beautiful, like fetish films that are like really story driven. I've done that a couple times where I've like funded some, you know, using the, uh, the platform of Delish Media, like tried to really put some independent film elements into what I'm shooting, which gets very expensive. And it gets very time consuming. And when you're, when you have a huge cast of people, it's like, it's a lot of, it's just a lot, you know, but, um, but the outcome is, you know, you get a better product. Now the downside is I feel like it's really, really hard to not make a terrible movie. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, it's really hard not to make it stupid. It's so hard to make, you know, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's very like to make a movie just good. I mean, this is why it takes months and months to film a movie. You know, it's like, there's so many retakes. There's so, you know, cause if the acting has to be, it, you have to really feel like it's, it's real, you know, people expect to feel, you know, as, and if you're telling a story or using that sort of a um, medium to express a story or whatever, and it feels cheesy or feels you know, like the acting is stale or whatever, it's, it ruins it, you know? So it's like, that's why they shoot. They take so long to shoot. They do so many retakes of, you know, people reading the script, whatever. Like, whereas when you're doing a fetish film, it's like, you got one shot. That's why I just have people improv, you know, like, but I would love to like do, and I wish we could do more vampire stuff, but you know, the stupid fucking, Oh, no fake blood and all these stupid rules and shit. We can't do anything cool. But, um, but like, I really want to do like, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the why we can't do fake blood. <laughs> yeah, and because like that's been frustrated with the whole time. It's very frustrating, and like that's something that I have to explain to people because they don't. People will sometimes be like, "Well, why can't you do this and that? Why can't you do this more realistic thing or uh, have like body parts or you know uh, chopped up?" And I'm like, you have to understand, like the minute you even have like a fake body part, which I've done before, but like I've had to put it on niche clips or if I have like someone looking like I've done special effects where it looks like they're beheaded, like they're a carcass lying on the table. I have to put it on niche clips. I can't sell it on clips for sale or any other platform because niche clips takes Bitcoin. And I wish to God, like the fucking whole world would just get with Bitcoin. Cause then we wouldn't be slaves. All, all you listening out there, you could have any kind of porn you wanted without any fucking rules to worry about it. And we'd be making enough money because we wouldn't have be having a deal with like all, you know, we get gouged because it's so hard to sell your content because the merchant, you have to have a merchant account. They take a big fee, you know, Visa and MasterCard won't like, we can't just sell through PayPal. People are like, Oh, can I use PayPal? I'm like, no, you can't. People like, we'll try to sign up for the site for one of my sites that I run. They're like, why can't I just use PayPal? I have to use Veritel. I'm like, you can't use, I I can't even get CC bill to approve me or even the other because Oh, if someone's tied up, like they won't approve you. Like they don't allow bondage. It's insane. It's literally insane. Like yeah. 
the only this these people in the Netherlands are like the only like people with any sense, you know, and somehow yeah. they're able to do it. Um, but like, I can't use so many, there's so many payment games. I can't, but if we could use PayPal, we'd make enough money to give these people fucking Hollywood quality porn. And then the, and then can mm-hmm. I ask all the viewers out there, any of you out there who pirate videos, what the fuck? Can you stop? Like, do you realize like, <laughs> like, why do you do that? I don't, Cause it's, I know it's, I know sometimes people will pirate, you know, they'll, they'll like, you know, uh, download an entire site and put it up somewhere. Cause they're making money doing that. They're whatever they're crooks. I get it. Crooks are crooks, whatever. But the fans that do that, why do you do that? Like, can you just understand that? Like, if you don't do that, we're going to make more money to make you more content. Like this is what, this is why the, the porn industry has crashed and burned. This is one of the main reasons why, because people want to go on these tube sites. They want to take clips from some little fucking clips for sales store. That's barely making any money because they're into some girl's feet and they're going to take all her clips and upload it all onto Pornhub or onto RedTube and name it something else and, and like flipped the fucking logo. I mean, they've done that with my videos. There's a couple guys that hate me for some reason. They like, they like my content, but they hate me. And like, they, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? And then those, this is their reason when you actually talk to these people, the people deserve to see it. No, you put no, your I time and your effort. I decide work that. your ass off to create that content. Yeah. You deserve to get paid for it. Because I hope the guys out there right now who fucking uploaded the garden, which was a a, um, a very independent film style short film I did for Delish Media, that cost almost twenty grand to make. Yeah, this guy and and you know most of my fans. No one's upload. No one's re-uploaded. People bought it because they knew how much I put into it. I have a really like. I'm lucky to have a fan base for the most part that are awesome. Like they, I'll, people will tell me when they find pirated shit. They'll be like, "Oh, I found your stuff here and there." They'll send me messages. Like I have like That's the Campbell guys are fucking awesome. They're like really good about understanding that like they have yeah. a very specific niche and no big company is going to make it like because there's not enough of them. So they they need to respect the people that are making it for them. But like I found one guy that uploaded it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He uploaded it on um, uh, fucking motherless.com. And, you know, I had it taken down. Oh, I, was, no. I know. I hate that. That's fucking site. Like, you know, and it's like, okay, I, I don't have a problem with the site. Hey, we want to have a platform for like fake snuff, whatever. That's cool. Can people make their own fucking content instead of taking ours? How about you make your own right. content? It's not yours, dude. Like you don't own the copyright. Make your own fucking content. Spend the money and time and effort to make your own fucking content. And then come back to me and tell me how people deserve to see it. Because you'll be wanting to make money back too after all the work you put in, motherfucker. So I'm talking, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to that guy out there who's watching, which he probably isn't. He's probably somewhere jacking yeah. off. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Please, everybody jack off all you want. But, you know, whatever. Anyway. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I get I- a little- <laughs> I get a little frustrated. No, I agree. It's it's infuriating because a lot of people don't understand or acknowledge how much work actually goes into creating the content. It's not just like flipping on a camera and doing things. No, it's yeah. there's there's prep involved. You have to pay other models. You have to do set design. You have to do editing and like so, sometimes just the time commitment to make these things. Like we're often not even making minimum wage if you count the time. You know, like it's, that has happened with. There's certain clips where that's happened, like where it's barely made anything back. People just I put in a lot of effort, but 
for whatever reason they didn't people didn't weren't into the performer some stupid shit whatever and they just didn't buy it and i didn't expect that i don't know why but they just didn't maybe they'd seen her a bunch of times before or whatever and like uh you know on my site and i mean for whatever reason you know they don't they're not going to spend the nine 9.99 to support and you know what they, they shouldn't be obligated i don't expect anyone to buy anything they don't want i never yeah. like i never expect that but at the same time it's like if don't you do it. want it pay for yeah, if you want it, pay yeah. for it. Don't ask someone else. Sometimes guys will ask other people, hey, do you have a copy of this or that? Or they'll trade videos. They'll be like, hey, I'll try I have this video. I'll trade you this for if you have if you have that one. Like they all network and do this shit. And it fucks us over so bad. And like, and it's just it makes me so mad. And it's like, it's so expensive. And I've had I had one guy wanting me to do a custom where he was like, Oh, I want you to, you know, dominate a guy, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, and he wanted to pay me, but he didn't want to pay the guy. And I was like, well, I have to hire someone for that. He's like, well, I don't want, yeah. I, don't, I want it to be real. I don't want you to hire. I'm like, dude, I have to have a model release and an ID. And you know, I have yeah. to get the guy's consent. They require that for me to sell it on any platform. I'm not going to really eat him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this wasn't, this wasn't a cannibal guy. It was like a, it was like a face sitting guy. He wanted me to like get some guy and like fart on him or something. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, if, if I'm gonna be farting on some male porn star, or whatever, he's gonna want money. Like, I don't think there's anyone out yeah. here who wants me to fart on them. Um, you know, I know there's guys that are into that, but I don't know any, so I'd have to hire a performer and I would pay him because he's working. Yeah, and I need, I would have to have, like, he has to fill out a model. It's the guy was like, Oh, I don't want him to have to do paperwork, just I want it to be real and this kind of, and I'm like, I can't give you that video, it's illegal. Like I can't. Yeah. And you have to like, are you fucking stupid? If you do end up finding a fetishist that is interested in a session, then that's a whole different deal. And it's often more expensive than booking a custom. Oh yeah. Oh, he barely wanted to pay the custom price. You know, he was just some dumbass. I I fucking blacklisted him. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Get out of here. (laughs) Any other industry, any other industry, if you ask for a, personalized custom tailored product you expect to pay exponentially more than something off the shelf and it's the same with porn expecting customized content that's specifically made just for you you have to be ready to pay out of pocket for that yeah exactly and a lot of people i think what happens is um it's a very saturated market and there's a lot of girls doing doing this for very little they're willing to do things for 20. They'll do a custom video for 20 bucks. I mean, I've heard girl. I've, and these are, I, I know personally girls like this. They're not stupid. They're smart girls. They just don't know any better, you know? And this is, they've come from like webcamming or something where they just don't get that. Like, if you're going to do a custom 10 minute video, no matter what it is, don't do it for like, you know, $35 or something. Like, are you kidding me? Because you're, that's dragging down the whole industry and, you're like, I'm sorry, we're all worth more than that. If we are putting in our time and effort and are putting our bodies out there for people for a specific thing for this one guy, especially if it's something that's so specific that it probably won't sell that much, then, you know, it's, and the good customers understand that and they're willing to pay, but you know what? Yeah. Like, even if we love what we do, it's still our livelihood, you know? Exactly. So I, yeah. I like, I respect that some people may have 
extra circumstances where they have to take whatever they can get, but it's important to have value of yourself and to transfer that value in the product that you sell. And it's important to charge accordingly. Yeah. You have to have standards. And when I say like, you know, a video, like, you know, someone charging that low, I'm like, you know, if they're like doing masturbation, whatever, it's like, come on, like, you need to charge enough for that, you know, for yourself and for everybody else. Cause it brings it down for everybody. And this is what's happened. And it's people that are desperate for money and I get it, but you know what? You should never be desperate. Set up your life. Yeah. Performers, everybody in life should set up their life. Do what you can. I mean, I know there's circumstances sometimes that are, you just can't help it. But if you, I think a lot of people can take control of their own destiny and just have money and have money coming from different revenue. That's why I didn't just dance. Cause I was like, I want to, ha- I want to always be, have something else in case this falls through. I have this, then you're not desperate. Then you're not at the mercy of assholes who are fucking around with you. You know, then you can demand to be treated with respect. And if someone doesn't want that, then bye. I don't need your money. You know, exactly. So it's, it's important to cast a wide net in this industry, especially right now with what's going on with only fans. Like, it's kind of up in the air. Like maybe they're going to change the terms of service at another time. Maybe they won't who knows. And so many of us have depended almost entirely on OnlyFans during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And to know that that can, that rug can just be pulled out from under us at any time. It's important to have other income streams going simultaneously. Definitely. Definitely. That's why I like, it's good to sell on all the platforms if you can and, you know, use different kinds of membership sites if you can. And just, you know, cause uh, yeah, OnlyFans, that was weird. It was like, and OnlyFans is great. Cause like, it's really, it's an easy to use, you know, well-known platform. It's, you know, it's a great place to share stuff with your fans. I really like it, but then they drop that bomb on everybody. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, I think maybe they realized that, uh, I mean, people say it was a publicity stunt, but I don't, I don't know. I think they realized that, you know, they're all based on porn. So all their money yeah. is coming from porn. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. I have no idea why they did that, but can you do? It's uh, the only fan thing is a mess and I still don't trust that they're going to let us stay forever. So yeah, <laughs> I'm making I other agree. arrangements while still trying to keep it going. That's but a smart thing to do. It's yeah. all you can do is just cast the wide net and see what you drag back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's the best thing to do. For sure. Yeah. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's stripper tips. Save your money. This is something mm-hmm. that sex workers fall into. They, sex workers love to take care of people because we have a lot of us have emotional issues. And we, we end up paying for people. Don't make yourself, make a fortress, be a loner, only let in people that reciprocate. Don't fucking let people live off you. Don't get the live off of you, boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, or, you know, whatever partner, um, save your money, have revenue coming in from different places all the time. Keep at it you know, and don't change because an agency or something tells you to a good agency will say, Hey, you're you, and we're representing you. 
if someone's telling you, oh, you know, this is wrong with you and that's wrong with you and they're fucking with your head, that's not cool, you know? And just don't let yourself get taken advantage of by people that want to take from you, you know, whether it's money or whatever. Uh, just, and oh, <laughs> run all your own shit under your own name by yourself. Please, yes. please don't collaborate yes. with other models on, on the business side of things. You know, I mean, collaborate with other models, do trade or whatever, but like on the business side of things, have it all under your name. Don't have it under a boyfriend's name. Don't, don't do that. Just don't. And don't. And if he loves you or, or she loves you or whatever, then they understand. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't give, don't fucking put someone else's name on your business. Like, don't do that. I've uh, seen so many people get screwed over that way. And like, even even down to model releases like they'll shoot content with their partner and then they'll split ways and then they won't have any model releases for that person and they'll have to pull all the year's worth of content (laughs) like you have to keep your business strictly business yeah it's strictly business and yeah that's that would i would say just save or don't spend your money don't buy expensive expensive i mean unless you can if you're you know but but you know, if you're if you're trying to build up and like save money, like don't you don't need fancy clothes, you don't need to show off, you don't need to go to the club and show off, whatever all this bullshit. And none of it matters, none of it's yeah. real, it's all fake. All those people are fake, it's fake. All the parties that go on the industry, whatever. I'm sure there's good people that, you know, but all that like facade stuff, none of that matters. Just like focus. I would say, you know, unless you're doing it because of like mental reason, don't be fucking all fucked up on drugs and alcohol all the time get your shit under control like obviously if you have you know if you do a substance for um you know because you have like a mental reason to do it you know you know you have like you know a condition you need to that's different i'm just saying like people that get fucking shit faced don't know what they did last night like pass out drunk like don't don't be that person because you're going to wake up one day and realize that you just pissed away 10 years you have no money you have nothing what were you doing and every decade, it's going to get harder in this business. So keep your shit together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's the advice I would give. I would say, and don't fucking waste your time with dramatic people, dramatic partners that take all, suck all your energy, suck your money, suck your time, jealous people. I mean, I've seen good people really like, you know, get treated like just horribly. I mean, I, you know, yeah. So it's, you just have that. That's, that's yeah. all I'll say. That's it. I'll shut up now. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like a lot of times sex workers end up in like turbulent relationships because it's so hard to find a partner that can accept the sex work and accept yeah. that, that it's work. And I feel like a lot of us and myself included, I've been in these situations where it's like, well, at least this person says they love me. And yeah. it's important to have enough respect for yourself to set your standards a little bit higher and to demand that whoever you're with actually not only loves you and cares about you, but respects you and respects what you do and respects your business. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I totally agree with that. I think that's key. And um, yeah, that's like a good way like respecting what you do. Like that's the important element because if they really understand that what we do, it's, it's our job and they will respect it. If they don't take it seriously and they're, you know, resentful or whatever, then they shouldn't have 
they shouldn't have like bothered. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't waste your time on motherfuckers who aren't worth it. <laughs> it's never going to come back. That time's gone forever. You know, I mean, I've been in stupid relationships too. Same thing where I'm like, why did I waste time? Cause I was, you know, you get comfortable, you get used to someone, you don't know what to do without them. But you know what? I will tell you, if you're in a toxic relationship and you get out of it, you're going to be fine. Like eventually you're going to get over it and you're going to realize that it was a good thing to not keep trying to change someone or hope that they'll get better or one day maybe stop cheating or whatever, or maybe one day stop having that wife they never told you about, you know? Yeah. Like that girl, those kind of people <laughs> don't change, you know, those kind of people don't change. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and when you, when, you, when something like that comes up, get, get out. Like if someone, if suddenly you find something out that they didn't, you know, something like that, like the minute something really like a red flag like that pops up or any kind of red flag where they get violent, whatever, leave, just leave. It's not going to change. They're not going to change. Very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Unless like they have some kind of huge revelation, like spiritual, you know, but that's doesn't happen a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth wasting years of your own life. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure someone else out and help them get their shit together. <laughs> yeah. We have enough to deal with on our own, you know? So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so um, back to hustling though. If you had one piece of hustle advice, what would you say? Oh, there's so much. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> um, okay, can I say two things? Two things. One, okay. Two things. Okay, one, when you're hustling, you know, you want to always charge enough. Like, don't try, don't feel like you have to, you know, don't, don't feel like you need to get less than what you feel like you're worth, no matter what. Number, number two, don't let guys waste your time who are not going to respect what you're doing. Don't let, just don't, especially in the club, give them a couple minutes, you know, and you'll feel out whether they're going to spend or not because they'll sit, they'll waste all your time. They don't care. They'll suck all your energy. They don't care. They either don't know any better or they just don't care. And they come into the club with their friends and they're having fun and they're just, you sit with them and if you, you know, and if they say no, or they say, Oh, I don't, I don't want to spend money. Just get up and leave. Cause they're not going to just, You'll find something, you know, you'll, you'll get a sense. You'll sit with a guy. Sometimes you can get a sense when they like you, like you can almost see it in their eyes. You can, you can, you can see it in their body language when they get real quiet. Like when you're like, you're like, you know, stroking their ear or whatever. And they start to get real quiet and they're just like, and they just like start to look at your picture <laughs> like this. And you're like, okay, this guy's into me. He's getting turned on, you know, yeah. or whatever. You just hit it off. You can read each other's body. Like, you know, you'll start to get a feel for it, but just don't because you'll be so drained and pissed off. So unless they're spending money, don't let them waste your time. Yeah. That's all one thing that's <laughs> one thing that's better for me than any kind of drug or caffeine or anything is that feeling of knowing that I have sexual power over someone. And once you lock on to someone and realize that they are into you and will do whatever it takes to be around you and to talk to you and hang out with you, that power is just so 
energizing for me. <laughs> like it just yeah. takes me in the high and really oh, drives totally. me. And it's so much fun. It's so totally. much fun. That is like, that's an awesome feeling. It turns me on. I love it. Like I love mm-hmm. feeling, I love having power over a man. It fucking turns me on. So it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hot. <laughs> So much fun. So much fun. It has been so awesome talking to you today. And I'm so glad you joined us. Thank you for You're having amazing. me. I, I appreciate it. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there anywhere? Tell us where we can find more of you, Agatha. Okay. Um, like, well, let's see. I wonder if I should just give my all my links because <laughs> there's just so much. Right. <laughs> But uh, I don't even know exactly. Oh, so if you go on Twitter, I it's uh, I had to make a new one because mine got deleted. Um, but it was uh, it's um, I am a delicious one. Anyone can remember that. Um, if you type in Agatha Delicious into Google, my my clip store will come up, and you can just see all my stuff on there. My OnlyFans is Agatha Delicious. That's my OnlyFans. Um, and then the cannibal stuff and the vor stuff is delishmedia.com. So it's just delishmedia.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and pulptune.com is like my, the kind of vor damsel in distress where it's like comics and that's P U L P T O O N.com. So there's a lot. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know if everyone can remember all this, but so (laughs) we got it. We got it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for letting me plug it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh yeah, of course. You're amazing, and people deserve to see you. Thank they you. Deserve you are to amazing content. Thank <laughs> well, you. thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate you. And we need to hang out soon. So. Hell yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's hot tub. <laughs> yes. Let's hot tub. Nice. That would be a <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you for listening. This has been a production with Period Podcast Network. You can find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network, and you can follow us at Yes, a Stripper Podcast on Instagram and Yes, a Stripper Pod on Twitter. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave your feedback in the comments on YouTube. We'll see you next week.